freaking out over a cheeseburger at McDonald's at 3 in the morning, making everyone fucking wait. You're being a dick, bro. They're not letting me pay with card either. Shit happens. So then wait in the fucking, wait, wait in the fucking parking lot. Holy. Fuck you. Okay, I'm a bitch. Welcome to Highway Diary. I'm your host, Derek Hollerbach. This is episode 336 or 337 with Tom Whalen. Yes, how you doing, Eric? Just got off the plane from L.A. Yeah, and boy, are my arms gay. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We just I, went antiquing. Yeah, seriously, got a coffee. Absolutely. I, You know, it's funny, Eric. I've never sucked a dick in my life, and I've never felt sexually attracted yeah, to a yeah. man. But I, boy, do I love doing recreationally gay things. What do you mean by oh like antiquing, antiquing theater? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So like, your undergrad, you went for vocals, vocal performance, and what was that like oral? It, it's a it's uh, you wish, but no, it's um, music. It's just music. Vocal performance is just music, and you can do um, vocal performance can also be voiceover acting. Like it's just voice. So mm. as if if you were to go to school for trumpet. Right. But you could take classes for follies to make mm-hmm. like the sounds like, you know, mm-hmm. or whatever. I don't know if trumpets do that. But so I, vocal performance was all facets of vocals. So you're the from voice. Massachusetts. Yeah. Did you, so when you're, you know, you graduate high school, did you go right to Chicago or did you go to community college I in Massachusetts? A, I, did you study me? Is we this, talked about this last night. We, I don't think we ever talked about me going to community college, but. I took it right when I got out of Pinkerton Academy, um, which is in Derry, New Hampshire. I went to Columbia College, and then I dropped out. Um, Did you say you didn't go to Columbia College? I met someone yesterday that did, and I couldn't remember who it was. Um, But anyways, so I dropped out, went back to New Hampshire, and ended up getting, oh, I did mention this to you, radio show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I did the radio show for like six months, and... I was dating this girl, and we were like, let's do mushrooms. Right. You know? And then I, so we did mushrooms, and then I was just like, I got to move to L.A. And then two months later, I moved to L.A. And it was, (laughs) I dumped my radio show. I dumped the girlfriend. Yeah. What was it about the mushroom trip? Like, what did you see on the other side of the veil? I can't really remember, necessarily. The feeling of... Being it was trapped. A feeling. I think I had watched a lot of Joe Rogan that week, and he was talking about the comedy store, and I just felt this excitement towards remembering what it was like to perform. Because I did theater not because I loved doing theater. I loved making people laugh and making people clap, right? And that's also why I played sports. But I ended up not being big enough to be like a the type of positions that I wanted to play in sports. But in theater, I could be the funniest guy all the time. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Or in, you know, whatever else. So, um... Can I say this? So, I trained with improv, and there's, like, a couple different types of performer. There's a ninja who comes in and fixes a scene that doesn't make sense. Great, okay. A robot is just, like, uh, uh... Keeps the... A robot, yeah, keeps the plot going. Yeah. And then there's a third. Wild card? Absolutely you. Okay. A pirate. Pirate? A pirate. A pirate. <laughs> That's my Jersey accent. So, ninja, robot, pirate. So what's a pirate? De- just the gregarious. Ah! Oh, okay. Yeah, like yeah, the yeah. Chris Farley who just yes. comes in and is ridiculous. Yes. 
I've definitely always been that. Yeah. You know, and I would do stupid shit. And we'd drink at, at intermission. You know, like, we'd be doing, <laughs> we would be doing Grease and me and all my friends. And I fingered girls in the, um... Whoa. In the, um... What's it called? The uh, vagina. That, yeah. <laughs> no, what's the place called? The where the, the, where the band plays. Um, the, not the chamber, but like there's a uh, there was a downstairs part that the band. Right, sat. right. The orchestra. Pit. The pit. pit. Yeah, the orchestra yeah, yeah. pit. So, yeah, and we would just do shenanigans all the time and be drunk and doing theater and everything. It was so much fun. But yes, I've always been the pirate. Yeah. I've always been. Okay, the so then in your timeline. Uh, there was a you skipped a bit where you were in Chicago for a year yeah so that was I skipped that because I was an alcoholic and don't remember a lot of it <laughs> so you went from Massachusetts to, to Chicago just for a year and then went back to New Hampshire so I went to so I planned on going to Columbia College Chicago I took a year off of after high school and was a radio intern I went to Middlesex Community College and I was a radio intern for WZLX which is a big classic rock station in Boston. They were the biggest in like the 80s, you know, like everybody knew ZLX. But I always wanted to work at BCN, which was the alt station CBS had. And they had these two guys named Toucher and Rich that they still have radio shows in Boston, but they were rock jocks at that time and other sports radio guys. But, um, and so I ended up going and interning with them for a little bit. And then that's when I went to college Right. And then, but at that time I was dating a girl and she decided to follow me to Columbia college, uh, but she went there and on her trip there, she cheated on me in the plane. <laughs> no, at like orientation. <laughs> and I think it's all because when I, cause I went to another school before that, I tried a year at Dean college. I, I went to, so it was two years after high school. I tried a year at Dean college. And when I went to orientation, Oh no, excuse me. Tried to go to Dean, didn't want to do it. That's when I went to Middlesex. Okay. And so, um, this is terrible podcast. Uh, no, it's not. Uh, I think fodder. I, it's your timeline. Like yeah, things yeah, no, are I building appreciate. up to a, to a, yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to a boiling point. Let's let's get the simmer going. Let's get yeah, the pot simmer. started. Let's get the the shallots and the onions. Okay, so Middlesex. Middlesex, and that, but I didn't go really. I just did it so I could do a radio internship, right? And so when I was at Dean College at the orientation, my girlfriend at the time was like super jealous of me, and I was like kind of being a jerk and posting pictures of me with all kinds of hot girls. You know what uh, I mean? That I was, came through the radio thing, like it, no, this was um, but this was at orientation for okay. Dean College, right? And then so she at orientation for Columbia College, she followed me to the same school. She cheated on me at orientation. And mm. then I like dumped her and then she moved in with that guy. Mm. It was like a really brutal situation. And then I just started drinking uncontrollably and I had had a bunch of knee surgeries. So I had access to painkillers. Mm. So I was taking painkillers and drinking mm. and ended up failing out of or not failing out, but I just dropped out. I just, just didn't want to go to class. class. I just didn't want to go to class. Yeah. Because I actually could schmooze some pretty good grades. I schmoozed out some C's and B's on classes that I never went to. Mm. And You got that 
charm and pirate thing that disaffected that. like sure moody you know i'm an artist you don't know you don't understand yeah you don't even get me yeah exactly like you don't know what happens when i go inside my brain you know <laughs> but um one of them beige khalif i'll never forget this guy and it's funny because i only really had him as a teacher for four or five months and i went to class maybe three times but on my 21st birthday i got drunk for the first time legally and went to his class and like we did a salsa dance like it was a salsa dance it was families in society was the class and so this was like whatever south american and she did this salsa dance she was like does anybody want to oh and you're and hammered already you're and like, i was like oh, right here <laughs> and so i'm freaking for the shit so like i danced with her and it was like oh, a great time and yeah. beige old beige khalif was like tom you have an a in my class forever and so i never went to class again and he gave me an a it was kind of crazy but i just couldn't handle the the um the emotional gravity that i was going through at the time and i was doing way too much self-soothing and escapism yeah you know what i mean yeah um okay so then 2016 you moved to los angeles yes with you don't have the best coping skills I really didn't. So I moved back. So I lived there from 2009 to 2014. I go to New Orleans. I come back 2017. I run. I see a next stage all the time. You're uh, hosting there. Yep. And uh, I always remember it was fun, but it was wild there at next stage. <laughs> and that was the culture of it. Next stage in general was seen as. <coughs> Excuse me. We do still have these in LA, and they're Coke mics. You know, there are mics that you can go to at 11, 30, 12, yeah. stay till 3, yeah. do some coke, right. do, drink a bunch of beers, right. get fucked up, maybe some hoe is there that wants to suck a comic's dick, like, who knows, mm-hmm. you know? And they still have those. You have an A in my class forever. You have an A in my class forever. <laughs> and so, you made me wet today. <laughs> I probably gave him a boner, and Beige, if you're listening, love you, buddy. He's a man or a woman? It's a man. I think you changed the gender. A the girl, times. he brought oh. a woman in. Oh. He brought an older salsa dancer in to to show salsa dancing. Oh. And then he was the teacher, but she was a female. Anyways. Okay. So um, He pimped her out to you. He pimped out this salsa lady. So <laughs> it's kind of hot. It's, so then um, <laughs> wait, what were we talking next, next stage? stage. Oh, yeah. So, but I just had a serious drinking problem. And it was a situation where, like, you know, LA is a really scary place, right? Yeah. Like, if you let it be. And it's like a lot of, um, you don't know what's going to happen. Unknowing, you know, unpredictability. Well, let's even talk about the roast battle because, um, you know, we're all palm and open micers. And some of us, we, we recognize Palmers. Each- Palmers. Earl Skakel. <laughs> I know. I just had it. I love Earl Skakel. I want to know what the etymology of Palmer is, because Feng Chao also, that's what I figured it was as well. Was I got like, my hand out. Give me, give me. Give me, give me palm. Give yeah. me, give me. Yeah. What are you going to give to but me? You have to be a little bit of a Palmer. Yeah. He says there's an art to it. There's an art to palming. And I think I've perfected the but, palming But art. We, so we know from going even to places like Next Stage, but even like open mics at Flappers or whatever, we recognize in each other, the colleagues, the comics that are palming for spots that are, that are like three But are years you in, also good? Oh, That's the question. Yeah, yeah, but what I'm saying is three years in, people go, oh, I think this guy is better than this guy's last special on Comedy Central. By far, and it's obvious. Yeah. How did this guy get a special when this fucking nobody is shredding? Yeah. You know, so it's... Uh, 
and then we we go to roast battle and you know someone you know some big fancy hollywood balls gets up there mm -hmm. who's got like all these credits and connor mcspadden destroys them like nothing like nothing well connor if that's his art you know and so it's like in the back with all the palm and you know open micers we're like yeah sacrifice sacrifice legacy hollywood for my spot it was it was like sacrificing yeah. egos on an altar you mean roast battle yes and it's scary and i've 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 done very well at roast battle i've bombed roast battle and the the emotional, well, i've bombed roast battles too the emotional turmoil that puts the the palmers in yeah you know you're, you're trying to kill but then you're killed you know and there are uh, a lot of palmers in roast battle see but here's the thing so palmers right do they there are two types there's the palmers that Palm, 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 get stuff, don't do anything with it. Right. And then there's palmers who will help me out, and then they're good. And then they will take advantage of that in the right way. For instance, a Gerard Carmichael, I'm not calling him a palmer, but yeah. he was, he accepted, you know, you have to, you have to accept gifts from your art. You know what I mean? And that's like part of palming, I think. I don't know. Anyways, sometimes you give someone a ride and they have more status than you, but then it's like you are in with that per You know what I mean? It's like you got to just there, there, there's give and take. It's also like what are people's um they're like aptitudes? Well, they're like creative love language, right? Or like their love language they're they're like create like what makes an artist feel recognized, right? So some people like um, uh, praise, right? Like words of affirmation. Some right. people like pr that. Some people like gifts and some people like, you know, like I personally like being given work, you know, like that's how I feel my most. That's your love language, gigs. And gigs, right, exactly. And like, and working, right? Like my, you know what I'm saying? My creative love language, okay? And so that's like, you know, work and just having stuff to do and that's why, actually, since I've been sober, I've found self-love by submitting myself to so much work. And now I've been working so much that I've appreciated myself more. You know what I mean? Mm. We're just going off on a tangent on this one. Um, but, you know, it, I see people go crazy from roast battle. Like, I see people, so it's like, it's such a stressful environment because, like, you see someone who goes in there who, you know, has all the credentials, all the clout, and they just, they, they get kicked out the back door because their battle was so awful, like I was my first time. And uh, it's just, like, full devastation. You want, you want nothing more than respect from this crowd. I've had both, I've had it both ways, Eric. Yeah. I've had great amazing battles where I look incredible and I'm just on every single thing. And then I've had battles where I flub a word or yeah, I've never really truly, maybe my, maybe like my fourth or fifth battle was really bad and just like no one won, but like mm -hmm. I won, but like no one really won. Yeah. Did you start to take advantage of it? Like I have this skill and then you, your writing wasn't there or no, just weird like, that night. I think I've always understood roast jokes. I think I've always understood because my dad watched the um, Dean Martin roasts. Mm -hmm. I watched the Jeff Ross roasts, mm -hmm. you know, or before that, just the Comedy Central roasts. Mm -hmm. um, and so 
um, I've always understood like how to write a roast joke, which it's like fine line between just offensive and not like and clever, and you got to find like right in between that where mm. it's clever, but, but it's, it's bullying. Also, it well, no, no, no. But they're gonna bully you back. <laughs> well, Earl said it's prepared bullying. Prepared bullying, right? But it's like schoolyard bullying, where yeah, yeah. just because you're being a bully doesn't mean you're the only bully. You might have to bully to survive. Right, right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so it's like, it's like a fist fight. I mean, it's like a fist fight. It's like anything. You just need to like, you need to come prepared to a social situation. To, like, sometimes just look good. You mm. know what I mean? And, yeah. So let's talk about 2016 a little bit because, you know, you're at Next Stage. You're doing drugs. You're hosting I really there. wasn't doing that many drugs. It was more just booze. You end up living for a minute on my old roommate's couch. Yeah. We, and, a and couple you, different times, So actually. you were saying that that time was, was really dark for you. You're living on some, your sure. friend's couch. Yeah, and it was like one of those things where at the time I thought it was a necessary sacrifice for the, the love of the game for L.A., you know. Um, and it, it was just a really shitty situation. And, you know, when you live in shitty conditions, you're going to have low self-esteem. You know what I mean? And I think I overcompensated for that in life overall. And, you know, like, it's you just, if you're living on a couch, just find, you can find a way to get into a place, you know? Yeah. Because it's not good for your mental health. Right. To have to live amongst people, and especially, like, anybody who uses drugs or alcohol, like, to an extent that you don't want to be around, you know? And that was kind of those situations. So it was a dark time. Um, I also look back at pictures and I'm like, who is that guy? You know, cause I didn't look healthy. I didn't look yeah. vibrant. It mm. was like, a, I was like a shell of a man. Mm. And that was most of the time when I had like a serious drinking problem was just like, you know, I really felt like a shell of myself. Like where's this little boy who, who walked into a radio station in New Hampshire. Right. Exactly. And then he did mushrooms and he, he had this spiritual experience of, I need to chase this dream. And then, where's that dream? Now it's a nightmare. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not as much as... It's not a nightmare. What it is, is it's a movie that we live without knowing, and we're setting up the plot for the great payoff. Right. So, at that time, I didn't feel uncomfortable. I didn't feel sad and depressed. Because I was, like, able to cope with it by drinking and, and forgetting and escaping, right? But, like, you know... It, it really was like, uh, it wasn't a nightmare at the time. But I look back and I'm like, oh, wow, how terrible would that have been? But I'm, I'm like, no, 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 because that would have set, wouldn't have set me up for who I am now. Mm. Well, it's funny because, you know, I uh, got you from the airport and uh, you come into my house and uh, we talk for three minutes and then you're like, I got to call my sponsor. Was it, was it the couch? Was it going back to the couch? No, my concert, my, it, that's a good, that's an astute observation, but... It was my sponsor called me back. Oh. I called my sponsor when I got to, when I was like uh, waiting for my Uber to go back. Gotcha. Right? And I called my sponsor and I was like, yo, dude. And he was like, hey, I'm at a show. Like, I'm hosting. Can I call you back? Yeah. So he, he called me back like right when we got in there. 
But no, it's a, it wasn't a situation. It's not always to call the sponsor when you think you're going to drink, but definitely the feeling of sleeping on a couch again definitely is a negative emotion mm. and brings me back into a vibration that I was in in like 2017. And 2017, probably one of the worst years for me. Yeah. You know, it didn't seem bad at the time. So I graduated uh, from UNO and then I went to uh, back to LA because I, I like I got this fancy screenwriting degree. It'll be easy to get University in of New Orleans. Yeah. Okay. And it'll be easy to get an agent with a screenwriting degree. <laughs> and oh boy, so I went to my friend's couch, uh, Jeff Reeves, and then until you know his kind of roommates got sick of me, and then uh, I I ended up living in an, a fucking office taking showers at LA Fitness. I was yeah. living in the back of a fucking office, showers at LA Fitness. And uh, that's when I uh, met you, living on my uh, old roommate's couch. You it's know? funny how, <laughs> that's why I stopped synchron- doing open mics. <laughs> synchronicity. I think I stopped doing, because you attract what you live. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? So if you're living on a couch, you're gonna attract a bunch of couch ass dudes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like just have that vibration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if, the couch you're, people. if you're fucking, if you're a thief, you're gonna attract a bunch of thieves. Mm. If you're a, if you're a drug addict, you're gonna attract a bunch of addicts. Mm-hmm. You if know? you're cheating uh, on your girlfriend at orientation, she's gonna cheat on you at orientation. Exactly. But I never actually cheated on her. When you were just taking pictures, to I make was her just jealous. Make, I was just making her jealous, and which is a very toxic quality that yeah. I have. Um, you're like, hey, it's not just you. I have access to all this new booty now. It does. So what get are you gonna do? And she's horny, like, though. yeah. Well, you got to play that fine line. You got to play the fine line, absolutely. Because <laughs> when they have the opportunity, then they can justify. Then yeah. They can go, well, he probably cheated on me. Then. Right, yeah. right, right. So, so anyways, let me this get is him the most. This me. is the most ADD podcast. We're like A D B C. I see. I just see connections, man. Sometimes, uh, so things started getting unmanageable. You're, you know. Well, it was financially unmanageable, and it was, you know, the soul and the integrity that I had for myself and, like, the standards I had for myself weren't being met, Mm. right? And I thought that because I was creatively, you know, able to perform all the time. This is the problem with open mics. You're going to be around a bunch of shitbags. You're going to see one, two maybe three people that are serious, like could have a career in comedy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and then there's a bunch of people that just, that just say it cause they can tell their friends at yeah. back home that they're a comic and that they, you know? So there's like a couple, you're like, okay, you could be famous or, or like, you know? And, and then you see like someone who's like genius who like, oh, I think that person could be Steve Renazizi at a roast battle, for example, <laughs> you know, yeah, just yeah. to throw out a random name. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but uh, then you see other people who are open micers too, uh, and they disrespect their stage time by not being prepared. They're saying, uh, what else? Um, hold on a second, what else? They gotta. Or just put, talking about open mics. Like, that's the other yeah, yeah. thing. That's the other thing that I hated about open mics is that you're there and all you're doing, like, all you're around is the gossip about the other open mics. Right, right, right. So it's like, oh, like, blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, it's dude, like, do you have I'm life experience to, f- to draw from? Just draw from your own life. Don't talk shit on everybody who's around you. Yeah, and it's like, when you do open mics, you live open mics. And when you and it's okay to like go. I, I hit two, maybe three open mics, but I have the same ones I go to because I know my your soul is protected at those ones. Yeah, my 
energy, you know. You're valued. The there. other thing is, is people try to make me mad all the time. And because they know I have a switch. You know, because it's been seen with the McDonald's video. and I wasn't even going to mention that. but okay, Yeah, you, you were. Don't lie. You know I'm just a good guest. You know I'm just a good podcast <laughs> guest. Don't lie. But, but I do have like a, I think a switch. And I think some people realize like, damn, Tom actually is pretty talented guy. And he's pretty driven. And he's like a nice guy. What's the only way we make Tom look bad? Let's let's make him mad. drag him down to our level yes. of dirtbaggery. Right, exactly. And so like, he's happy. I want to soak up yeah, that energy. Yeah, he's getting spots. It. Right. I bet he wouldn't get spots if people thought he was crazy. Mm. You know, like that's the that's the that is the only way the I I know the world can take me down. So October. Yes. Twenty twenty. Well, September, I believe, twenty eighth. September twenty eighth. 2020 yes you're drinking you're not valued you, you okay finally you got off the couch but there's still the coping oh, no mechanisms. i had my own place at this point yeah so it was that i i was displeased with my group of friends too i didn't respect my friends i thought they were shitty people but i but for months and months i smiled and i grinned and bared it and acted like they were okay people Mm. And that tore me down inside and tore me up. So the L.A. desperation, when everybody's in the same boat, where everyone's so talented, but there's no, there's not like a apparatus of show business. It seems like the apparatus of show business is collapsing when all the movie theaters are, are closing down from COVID horseshit. And it's like, wait a minute, who, which one of my peers is even making it? Because it seems like it's just a whole Well, it's not even just about making it. It's about which one of my friends... Do I have faith in to protect me emotionally, physically, or not physically, but just like, like, you know, like which one of my friends are really there for me, you know? Right. And when you've lived a life and created a group of friends and you slowly see that almost all of them are in it for the wrong reasons, mm. in your friendship for the wrong reasons and aren't very, un, you know, like aren't very like um, real people. That made me very angry. And it's, you know, it's just a lot, not all of my friends. I have a lot of good friends that, like, I love dearly, but then there are some that, like, just I really had to cut out of my life. And so, but yeah, that's where I was with that. Yeah. September 28th, 3 in the morning, you wait 40 minutes for McDonald's. You're keto. You know, maybe you even put in a special order. No bun. I did. No fries. I did. This and that. I didn't. So then it, it was double quarter pounder, no bun, cheese. Um, two of them. Okay. Yeah. Just, just the meat, please. Yep. Little lettuce, little pickle. <laughs> You're waiting ten yes. minutes, twenty minutes. You get to the front. Finally, oh, thank God, my food. I'm out of here. Oh, we don't accept credit card. What? It's a McDonald's. What? Yeah. You don't accept credit card? Yep. Cash only. What? What? Machine broken. Machine broken. What? So now, what do you do? Um, you go home. You, you invest in an hour in dinner. That's gone. Someone yep. starts shining a laser pointer at you. Yep. Jack in the box like a mile down the road. They're still open. Yeah, a little bit. All right. I'll work on my comedy. Of course. Oh. You, you'd know better than I would. Freaking out over a cheeseburger at McDonald's at 3 in the morning, making everyone fucking wait. You're being a dick, bro. They're not letting me pay with card either. Shit happens. 
So then wait in the fucking wait wait in the fucking parking lot. Holy fuck you. Okay, I'm a bitch. No, because you're just being a fucking asshole. Look at the fucking line behind you. So did all of us. Now no one can order food. Now everyone's fucking sitting and fucking waiting because... Now everyone's fucking sitting and waiting because of you. I don't think I snapped as much as I could have. You charmingly snapped. I charmingly... You get an A in my class composed. forever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I stayed composed. I never said anything really bad. You know, like I never really let my anger truly break through. Can I ask you a question? Yes. The guy, was he a bitch? He was a bitch and a nerd. <laughs> and a bitch-ass nerd. I agree with you. I watched the video. Yeah. And, and what it was was, and, and obviously with any video... You know, like, if I'm going to post a video about you, Eric, right? right like, right. and I want to make you look bad. Right. I'm going to try to finagle that as much as I can to make me look better and so you look worse. So it was edited, He though. shaved it down. He cut off um, certain parts of it. And luckily, the Daily Mail ended up posting, like, the full video. Or um, they actually edited it as well, but they kind of edited together. Is the Daily Mail a UK? They, they are. So uh, Weirdly, a I have fans in the UK. <clears throat> From it now, a newspaper in the UK is like Tom Whale. We got it. We got to protect him. And it gets five million views. <laughs> and they're like, and they're like, what do you think? And at first, it was all hate, and then like it slowly turned into, well, why don't you just give this guy seven bucks? Mm. And it turned into like, man, I've been that hungry. Yeah. You know, like oh, I've been there. And then someone else is like, well, why the fuck aren't they taking card? <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like it started to, there was a, a, a support that ended up coming from it that I appreciated. And I think some people were also like, you know, I, I have problems with alcohol too. But it, then it was like almost a rock bottom or like, okay, something's got to change here. Well, is there a better rock bottom? A viral video that the UK no, is but, but, behind No, but it? I didn't hurt anybody. Correct. I wasn't hurt. Right. Okay. Um, you know, like, no damaged property. Right. Okay. I didn't get a DUI. Right. It could be a whole lot worse. Right, Eric. right. You know, like... It, it started <clears throat> a, a whole debate about credit card machines yeah, and... cash is king. You, you know, know, confrontations. Yeah. And, well, the thing is, is that I don't think I care in it. Because I know I didn't because my friend Jay Washington has a podcast and he has a part where it's like Karen of the week. And I told him about this. He was like, you're going to you're going to be Karen of the week. Mm. And then he watched it and he was like, "Nah, you're not Karen. Yeah. He was like, you were just pissed off. And the kid, you could tell he was like a fucking like leaning back. You can see in the mirror. Right. At one point, he's like leaning back, like giggling. This kid was trying to get a viral video. Right. You know, and he posted that immediately. And with your real name, so he must have knew you from Horse Battle or something. Whatever. However, 
Because I was like, I, I was scheduled to pick you up, and then I was like, oh, let me uh, watch some roast battles. And then that was the first thing that popped up. I was like, Tom Whale loses mind at McDonald's drive-thru. I was like, yeah. what? I didn't hear about when this. I, when I, um, <laughs> well, I assumed everybody had heard about it. Because yeah. it really did, it really was that big. And especially, like, if, if anybody follows me on social media, I mean, I was getting 13,000 Instagram story views. Like, that's a lot of Instagram yeah. story views. Yeah, yeah. And it was me just laughing, like, you guys are fucking idiots. You just <laughs> made me famous. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, and, and more infamous, mm. right? But what it's I... brand for you. What I truly believe is that really no publicity is bad publicity. And if Nathan Fielder taught me anything, it's that publicity stunts are your way in. Right, you know? right. And so did I mean it originally as like a publicity stunt? Did I plan it out? No. But to me, I was like, I'm going to use this because I think my talents and skills are enough and my know-how are enough that if an opportunity comes from this, I'm ready. You even said that in the, like, please make this viral. Nothing would yes, be. Yes, and that's what the made. The desperation of the open mic or palm, and you're like, look, I, I, need, I could use a break in show business. And exactly. And that's kind of the, <laughs> the idea of, like, the idea of, like, oh, you think that's a threat? Yeah. You think, that's what, that's what I was saying. I was like, my life is trying to go viral, baby. <laughs> like, you, you think put, making me viral? Like, dude, yeah, yeah. if I wanted to. When I sat out of that car and I saw him filming on his camera. When you could, said, what, what did you say to me? It looked like you were walking over to kick his ass. I was fully willing to kick his ass at that time. Yeah. Eric. I was fully, if he had gotten aggressive with me is what it was. Because I thought he was trying to punk me. So here's what it was. Right? I'm pissed off. I feel like the McDonald's is being unjust. Your friends are all dirtbags. Not who, all of who them. Aren't, who are taking of them. care of you emotionally. They're kind of like ripping you down. They're yes. kind of like nibbling at your uh, self-esteem. Come down to the darkness with us, Tom. Yes, yes. Be sad. And then this I love guy, you if you're sad. This guy hits that note. Well, and it, I can't remember what he said. It was the tone is what it was, Eric. It was like his whiny voice. He was like, come on, dude. Like, We're all in the same thing here. And you're yeah, like, like, I'm going to, like, look, dude, like, I'll literally, like, drive to Jack in the Box. I'll buy you food. Or no, he didn't even say I'll buy you food. He was just like, drive to Jack in the Box. Like, right, I'll right. follow you. And I'm just like, you think you're funny? You think you're funny because you're recording it on your phone? You think you're funny? Like, you're a bitch. Like, yeah. You're not going to do anything. And I'm going to walk up to you because you're trying to make me look like a, like, and I, I'm a little crazy, right, right. but you're trying to like, you're trying to use me as entertainment right now for your friends. So I'm going to give you some entertainment, Yeah, yeah. but I'm also going to show your friends that you're a bitch right. and a nerd. Because if you really were all about it, like if you really were, and I don't do that to people because I know there are people in the world that can beat my ass. Right, right. And you never know where they come from because they could be black belts in jujitsu. They could be 160 pounds and they fucking can whoop my ass, right? Like you never know. So I don't pop off at people and this kid was popping off at me. Mm. And I was like, I know I can beat your ass because you're popping off at me. You're a fucking bitch. I was arrested uh, February 12th for aggravated assault. But anyway, so... Well, you, there you go. It's uh, on the record now. <laughs> so, court case, April 7th. What and a you nightmare. Know, you know what? If you, and, and I'm not trying to come at you preachy here. If you weren't drinking, I bet that never would have happened because you would have never put yourself 
in the position. I got home from work. I'm not saying you did anything wrong. Yeah. Here's the thing. You might have not done anything wrong ever in this whole situation, but it's like putting yourself in the wrong situation. It's like you, you know, look at what you were wearing that day, you know, or whatever. What's that old saying where it's like she was wearing, she was asking for it. Uh, you're putting yourself in bad. You're putting yourself yeah. down a dark alley. Yeah. Where you're vulnerable and you can't like that's. I should have called cops months before, but anyway, that's, that's absolutely. And and I think there's a stigma on calling the cops, but you know what? I will always call the cops on crazy. I will always call the cops on crazy. I'm sorry. But we had this uh, agreement not to. But anyway, let's let's get back to this. So, it was kind of a blessing and a curse. It was it was something that was viral. But then afterward, you realize uh, something's got to change here, dude. Well, I asked God something. for it to go viral, and He fulfilled. And then, so you felt like He gave you a gift. You have to give God a gift. You have to give higher vibration energy. Love, so, and this better energy. be the clip. This better be the clip that you put out there for promo. But what it is is higher power, universe, God, whatever you want to call it. Um, will give you blessings to keep to will always lead you to what you ask for okay and they will give you blessings and sometimes those blessings will be disasters because you're going the wrong way and you need a slap in the face right god's like an abusive dad but he's like god's like venus and serena williams's dad you know he wants the best for you and I don't think he ever slapped his kids but I'm just saying like he He made them them. he drove them and he pushed them right and so Divine whatever, right, said to me that night, okay, you want this? You asked me to go, you know, but you got to get sober. Mm. So I'm going to make you famous. You want to be famous? I'm going to make you famous. And so, you know, higher power. And then God sent an email to Daily Mail. And said, excuse me, And some British, uh, you know, like journalist with teeth, like, was like, come well him. No, what it is is what it is 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 God. I must write about this. Whatever higher power tapped into the algorithm and made that video Uh. go into that person's get into that person's hands, and that person was like, "This is Daily Mail, you know, quality." But yeah, so you know. So what was the first day walking into a meeting? I went to with with my sponsor, who's also a comic. I went to. a church and it was funny because I hit up my sponsor and I said like hey when you stop drinking this was like two days after the McDonald's incident hadn't drank since you know and I was like you know what did you do when you wanted to stop drinking because I knew he had similar situations he never had any blow-ups but I was forgetting a lot of stuff I was like black browning out a lot of uh, things yeah. and just forgetting people and like, yeah. and he, he had mentioned that he had problems with stuff like that. And so I was like, what did you do when you stopped drinking? And he was like, call me. And I called him and I talked to him and he was like, yeah, do you want to come to a meeting? And I was like, yeah. And like, he was like, okay, eight o'clock on Sunday. And I got up at 7am or 6.30am, got ready to go to this meeting. I get there. No one's there. He's like, dude, 8pm. So I got up early. I was like, so about it. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And then I was like, I'm going to get up early. Like, I'm going to be. And then, you know, so I uh, w- went back home, went to sleep, went to that meeting that night. Dudes were cool. Um, and then he was like, do you, wanna, do you want me to be your sponsor? And I was like, yeah, sure. So then we did it. And then, you know, you find the higher power in, in the step work. And 
it doesn't have people people get freaked out because they're like it's got to be jesus it doesn't have to be jesus you know it doesn't have to be any particular figure that you've seen in a pamphlet you know it's really whatever you get to create your higher power do you know what i mean yeah so for me it's like a higher power that like cares about me but will fuck me up if i need to be fucked up but will always have the best interest in me and keep me safe right so you know if bad things happen it's like what am i doing wrong what am I doing wrong that God is is yeah. saying this isn't? He created my circumstance, but I like I created my circumstance. I have to own. Well, it could be guardian angels too, right? Like guardian uh, angels might do shit that you think your car might break down, right? But right. you might have you might have been on pace to get in a car accident, right? But guardian angels are like, boom, let's tow his car so he doesn't have this fatality. Right? Tonight. He's like, fuck. You're like, fuck. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why is my car? This is the worst day of my life. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, you were about to be in a fucking six-car yeah, pileup. Yeah, and yeah. Die, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's like, sometimes blessings look like curses, and sometimes curses look like blessings. And it's like, you got to just trust that, you know, someone's with you all the time. And that's the only way I can not drink because, you know, drinking was a way to like, have the confidence to like feel like all I needed was me. Yeah. You know what I mean? When you're drinking, you have that, like, I am the master of everything and all. Right. And you know, maybe not all the time, but that's just, you get, it gives you like L Ron Hubbard syndrome. Yeah. Like you're like, I could start a cult. And I'm not anti drinking. Like I think you can drink and, and be, um, I think some people can drink and be like, um, okay. You know? Yeah. And, you know, I uh, had some beers last night. I feel like I'm in a place where I can balance it. Sometimes it gets unmanageable when I'm depressed, but then I'll take days off and I don't know. know, You'll know how bad your drinking problem is by how much drama you have in your life. Right. So if if you have a ton of drama, you need to drink less. Yeah. If you have, and it could be even like stupid little stuff, but if your drama in your life, because also the thing about drinking is it would make me, it like fueled my like paranoia and like righteous indignation like everyone's against you type of thing a little not everybody's against me but like but like they're not all with me and and when you're drinking and it's like you know you you feel confident but you're really like the it's your low self-esteem that's making you drink Mm. so you do and you have this feeling of confidence but you really aren't like grounded in self in good self esteem. And all those like little injuries from the dirtbags in your life at open mics that are taking you down are like fueling that and they're in the lifestyle too and so you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So and there's nothing sadder than a you gotta protect four your four hour open mic whenever I was Coke. Oh yeah. <laughs> from eleven to three in the morning. I mean I rarely, rarely and I hated cocaine. But the thing is is that's the thing. That's how you know you're with bad people is that you're doing things that you actually don't even really want to do. You know what I mean? Mm. You're like, all right, I guess. You right. know, you're not really, like, excited to... I mean, and, and that's why it's like, yeah, I just never really um, enjoyed Coke. It always just made me sweaty and feel like my teeth were grinding. And like, You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All right, this is my final question. I appreciate you i we had a great conversation we're 40 minutes in this but we're about to wrap it up but i, I want to ask you this you, you said you, you get prone to paranoia 
And so you kind of like disconnect. I was I was bringing up a lot of conspiracies last night. What do you think about this one? What do you think about this one? Yeah, yeah. And, and you were like, ah, sometimes those take me to a dark place. Like, what can I do about it? I'm powerless against this. Ignorance is bliss. Why am I worried about this? Well, ignorance is bliss for me. And the thing is, is that I have too much to worry about with myself. Yeah. That when I start looking too externally with why the vaccines are happening and why the mask mandate and like the queen being a reptilian and like you know chemtrails and water and and elon musk like what's elon musk up to and wait, wait what's jeff bezos up to and now i'm like oh the bilderbergs and now i'm like oh fuck wait, world economic wait, forum the bilderberg so does that mean like uh, and now i'm like thinking about all these things and i'm watching these videos i'm like holy shit i knew tom hanks was a lizard i yeah, don't yeah. want to live that life i want to just you're more of a stay in your lane kind of guy stay in my lane i don't know what's real i don't know what's fake i don't i don't you know really want to know until i need to know something i don't want to know it and and like it's i wish i was that way with women because i'm like always like paranoid with women but i'm trying to be less paranoid in life and so i feel you like you got to keep them jealous you just keep them jealous and so when you um and that's my most toxic but that was what i did when i drank you know that's really what it comes down to you think that's so funny why is this so funny? I, uh, I like callbacks. Um, like women are a conspiracy. I think certain <laughs> men do believe that. <laughs> to destroy hope in a population. No, 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 no. But I think they can. Yeah. If you allow it. And that's why you well, have to like treat your, women your really bad, well. Well, it's like your bad friend group. It's like you can be in a feedback loop in a toxic relationship and both people just take each other down. Oh, yeah. I mean, I know how to do all that. I just choose not to. All that emotional warfare. Yeah. You know, and the thing is, the some drama. people find out how to do it, and then they're like, damn, I got to do this all the time. And it's like, I kind of... it's like, almost like watching sports. It distracts from, like, the shit you got to pay attention to, like bills. Right. It's like, if I just... No, no, it's not about the bill. It's not... I know my, I haven't paid rent for it, but look, Sally came over last night. And then she called Rick, and it's like, what's that? About? Who's, who's yeah, this right, guy? Exactly. You know what I mean? And like, why is she texting? Like, why Like, why would she text him? So she's just trying to make me jealous in a power move that... And that's, that's how the world is, you know? The world is drama-driven. Entertainment is, at least. Speaking of drama, speaking of entertainment... Well, I think this is going to post in two weeks. You're here for, for South by Southwest, mm -hmm. uh, hanging out, checking out the scene. Um, how can people find you on the social networks, Tom Whalen? They can find me at fake Tom Whalen on Instagram. Um, and yeah, just like YouTube me and TikTok, fake Tom Whalen, and just however you want to. Instagram is usually my best one. So if you want to uh, check me out, yeah, fake Tom Whalen. Um, you go to ericcollerbach.com. I got some dates coming up. April 1st, I'll be at Blind Tiger with Ariel Isaac Norman. I'll also, uh, Klaus Schraub Jr. is going to perform with her in March. Um, Klaus Schraub Jr. is also going to, April 9th, uh, go to Corpus Christi, Texas with Eddie Bravo and Sam Tripley. Um, I don't like him, but he sponsors a page on my website if you go to ericcollerbach.com. Who does? Who? Klaus Schwab Jr. Oh, yeah. I heard that guy is really a... a 
a it's, piece of shit. It's very abusive. Like he'll like park a UFO on the roof of my shitty apartment here and just like torture but me. But it's for not days. a UFO then because it's identified. It's Klaus's. Yeah. Right. It's so like, it's an identified flying saucer. The building is not doesn't have a helipad. So like when he parks, he doesn't it's need like, it because it uses reverse <laughs> gravitation. I don't. I don't get into it. All kidding. I know is he. He fucking. He'll like chop a bald eagle head. He'll put it in my bed, and you know what I mean, like stuff like that. Like he's like selling adrenochrome. He's like asking me where the schools are so he can like kidnap kids, you know, for adrenochrome. Like I don't like the guy. He's an elitist, but um, he'll you be. You gotta just learn how to get your own adrenochrome. Yeah. Yourself. Well, I don't like. I don't want to drink that. You gotta just no. You don't have to drink it. You can just produce it. You just get really scared. Watch scary movies. And then you'll reduce, re release your own adrenochrome. Um, at Klaus Schwab Jr. on Instagram. I don't even have an Instagram. so You don't have an Instagram? No, Klaus Schwab Jr. does, and it's blown up. Oh. So um, anyway, uh, this has been Highway Diary with Tom Whalen. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs>